What's up, party people? Welcome to episode two of Ditch the Ick. As always, I'm Katie. Today, we're gonna be talking about cuffing season versus feral girl fall. Why do you ask? Well, because if you don't live in Satan's butthole, AKA Florida, where I am currently visiting, you're starting to feel that chill in the air. Mornings are in the 60s, maybe lower. Your days, the highs are maybe 81, maybe meaning fall is upon us. School's back in session. We are all gearing up for the marathon that is the holiday season. So for those of you who aren't familiar with what cuffing season is, it's essentially where people start coupling up when cooler weather hits in the fall leading up to the holiday season. It's basically DTRing, right? Like defining the relationship with someone just because you want somebody to cuddle with on those cold nights or to join you on those family functions to make them just a little bit more bearable. It may not even be somebody you actually like, but you'll date them just to feel a little better. Whereas, you know, feral girl fall, like it just means whatever you want it to mean. If we're honest, I know there's like technical definitions, but for me, feral girl fall means full troll mode 98% of the time, spending a lot of time in the woods and, you know, like dressing up just to go to Starbucks if I feel like it. But you know, it's not necessarily like feral girl summer in the same way. I for one prefer feral girl fall. It is my jam. I love to snuggle up on the couch with a good book and Archibald, my dog. So look, I get it. I was a bit of a late bloomer when it came to dating, right? I had a bit of a traumatic childhood. You know, because of my family dynamics, I would often do my best to bring a friend, any family gathering at all. I would have a friend, like an emotional support friend who would come with me to things. And that was like my version of cuffing season. Through college, honestly, my college roommate would come home with me for like family functions. Shit, my college roommate came with me on a cruise for my family vacation, (laughs) mostly because I broke up with the boyfriend that was supposed to go with me, but that's a whole other conversation. But like, it was a great time. As the eternal single girl in my family, It was really nice to have somebody there who was there for me, whether it was romantic or not, whether it was platonic or not, you know, and also somebody there who could witness the crazy. I will say like my extended family is nuts, but they're wonderful. They are absolutely wonderful. I do love them so much, but you know, it's still nice to have somebody there to kind of like get what you're talking about and kind of get what you are the way you are, but also to kind of like help take the heat off, right? Like by partnering up in the fall and having somebody to attend these events with, it stops some of the questions of like, so are you dating anybody? When are you going to settle down? And especially as a woman, when are you going to have kids? Which we'll have a whole episode on that fucking question because it's bullshit. But it's so funny like how that has changed as I've gotten older and more comfortable in my single girl life that like I would absolutely rather go to these family functions on my own, you know, have sassy answers to these questions than to bring somebody home that I don't actually like to settle for less than what I want. Especially I found that like the older I get, the faster I know whether something is what I want or not. Like 
I can usually tell within the first three dates if this is something I want to explore. If this is, you know, somebody who can vibe, like I'm very, very clear on what I do and don't want. You know what I mean? Like I've dated, I've done the things. So like I would rather face the firing squad of family questions than bring somebody home that I don't like or that I don't see a future with. Like literally, honestly, I will probably be married before I bring somebody home to bring my family at this point. Like literally we'll have to have eloped and that's when they'll get to meet them. And it's so funny too, the older I've gotten, my grandmother and I are really close. I'm 80 on the inside, for those of you who don't know, with the sense of humor of a 12-year-old boy. So like, I love to knit crochet. I'm a golden girl at heart, but I also love a poop joke. And that's what she said. Like, it's just who I am. My grandma and I are very close. I've lived with them off and on throughout my childhood with my grandfather who passed away a few years ago. But she taught me to knit. She taught me a lot of my things. Like, we'll do puzzles together. Like, she's just, she's, I love her. She's my person. I think she's fabulous. I think she's hysterical. I love me some Marsha. Okay. And it's been so funny because, like, her tradition, she's a quilter, or she was. She just recently gave it up. Um, But, you know, she would make all these quilts. And you would get a quilt if you got married or if you were having a baby. And those were the two things that would get you a quilt. And it was like, it's a big deal in my family, like to get a Marsha quilt. I got my first quilt at like 26 and it's fine. And the reason it's fine is because my grandma is the only one who is like, hey, I don't give a shit. Like live your life. You've done some really cool things. You don't need no man. Do do your thing. Like, and that has just been so like empowering and so funny and freeing. First, the one person who like literally popped out six kids, got married right after high school to her high school sweetheart, to be the one who's like not asking me when I'm going to get married or when I'm going to bring somebody home. So I much prefer the feral girl fall approach. I'm showing up to these functions and I'm gonna be a fucking good time. I'm gonna show up to these functions. I am going to be sassing people left and right when they ask me, are you seeing anybody? Honestly, at this point, we're going for shock value, for entertainment value. And I realize that's not everybody's jam. What I'm now realizing is my neurodivergence, but like my same rebellious streak and need to not be put into a box, right? Or to be defined by one thing. Not everybody deals with trauma with humor. It's not everybody's coping mechanism. It's mine, clearly. I'm starting this podcast and the number of times I've dropped hints about my traumatic childhood in just like a joking way is wild, but I think my people will get it. So let's dive into feral girl fall because feral girl fall is what we are embracing. The definition I'm finding everywhere on the internet is the feral girl can be characterized as someone who doesn't care what anyone else thinks about them. She is independent, chaotic, and yet chill. I think that's from this website called the tab is because it's the wording that I like the most, but essentially the definitions are all the same. But here's my question. Why are we limiting this to fall? Like, I I feel like from what I've, the research that I've done, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, feral girl summer is very different than feral girl fall. Like feral girl summer is all about sundresses, happy hours, the outdoors, meeting people, kind of dating your way through shit. But like feral girl fall is about fuck the world fuck what you think I should be doing. I'm going to do what I want. Okay. I'm going to do what I want. So why are we limiting ourselves to just fall with this ladies? You know, I've seen that meme a lot where people are like, if your behavior would not have got you burned at the stake in the 1800s 
or 1700s, whatever it was. Are you even really living your life as a woman? Are you even really doing it right? Right? Like, honestly. And now I know that it's like, it's different, right? Wherever you are, it is. It's different based on your background, your cultural upbringing, Shit, even in the geography, if you're in the States and you grew up in the Bible Belt or the South, like, you know, like it's a very different situation. There's a very different set of cultural norms, right? To book, you know, like in the South, my best friend from Jersey would probably be considered feral. I love her, but like, you know, her assertiveness, her attitude, the way she speaks would give a lot of, well, I mean, maybe not in Florida because we've got a lot of New Jersey snowbirds down here and they're kind of wild, but like, you know, in the deep South, would kind of be considered feral, just to be frank. But it is so funny to me that like, we're all just kind of waiting for feral gulf fall to start to stop caring what anybody thinks about us. And as women, I feel like this is a really prevalent pattern, because I love me some alliteration that I've seen, like, especially, you know, when it comes to dating, when it comes to the corporate world, like, you know, most of us who are in our mid to late thirties and forties grew up reading magazine articles, like the ones in Cosmo in the nineties, which let's not even get started on the gender dynamics of the nineties and two thousands. That's a whole other, whole other episode. And y'all can hold me to it. But we grew up reading articles and like Teen Beat or Cosmo or like Allure or like whatever the fuck it was, because, you know, magazines were like a big deal for us my younger gen generations may not understand that, but like magazines were like our shit, right? Like it was our, it was our TikTok. It was our Instagram. It was like all we had because the internet took 20 minutes to start up and sounded like a dinosaur and not everybody had it in their homes. But I think that we all grew up reading these articles, like how to get a man, how to keep a man, you know, like all of these things that were trying to train us to be something that we naturally aren't in order to be in a relationship or get in a relationship. And like, I'm honestly, I'm not even going to go into the like heteronormativity of the whole thing that contributed it to me to taking many, many years for me to come out as bisexual, but that's a whole, whole other situation. But like we're conditioned to try to fit into these patterns of what we think people want. And maybe this isn't everybody. And if it's not, I really want to hear from you. Like, but what we think will create the life that we, we think we want, right? And like, this is something that like, I've had conversations with friends about, especially when it comes to like dating, but like, why am I going to put on a face? Not like a literal face. I mean, I know I show up to like, when I record these, I'm doing it makeup free. If you're in the Patreon, you'll get to see the video, but like, why am I going to behave in a way that is like, that it's not who I am naturally in the hopes of getting somebody to like me? Because here's what that does. If somebody likes a version of you that you present, they don't actually like you. And I think this way in my friendships too, like I no longer have time for friendships where I cannot be my full authentic self. And I feel that way about dating. Like if I show up as my full self and like that's too much for you, I'm not the one, babe. I'm not the one. You're not going to be the one for everybody. And that's fine. Like it's bound to not work out with most people, right? But I think that like for so long, we felt like we had to act a certain way. Like we're doing a lot of deconditioning now in our 30s and 40s to realize, fuck that, bro. Like we're realizing the standards that we were presented that were ingrained in us 
at least in my experience and the people that I've talked to are not aligned with who we are. They were created to keep us in our place, quote unquote, to, you know, they were created by the patriarchy. I really didn't mean to get into the patriarchy in episode two, but like, here we are, right? But I also think that the same thing applies to men in the dating world. I don't know that they're going through the collective awakening that I think that most women our age are, but I do believe that men have also been told that they need to show up in a certain way, right? Like that's where toxic masculinity comes from. They're told not to show emotion. They're told, you know, and especially for those of us like growing up in the nineties and like raised by boomer parents, like it wasn't a thing. Like it genuinely wasn't a thing. So, you know, I think that it happens on both sides, but especially as women, like we're already told that we have to show up a certain way, you know, like if we, we let our emotions show in the workplace, if we are passionate about something or like upset, then they like automatically assume we're on our periods or some shit. They do. And they'll say it, whether or not it's a HR issue, it depends on your company's culture and your HR team. Let's be real. If you take one thing away from cuffing season and this feral girl fall episode it's that one don't settle for somebody just to have somebody to go with shit take a friend you know have a little fun with it like take a different person to each event like who cares who cares you know and if going to events and things alone doesn't bother you great it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me anymore i know that i am just as much fun on my own as i am with somebody else i'm the good time you know Drinking, not drinking, like however you choose to celebrate, right? Like getting comfortable with yourself enough to know that you are a good time, no matter where you are, or, you know, knowing that you are comfortable with yourself enough to show up to things on your own is huge. It's huge. I know a lot of people who aren't that comfortable and like they're working on it, they're getting there. Not everybody has been forced to practice it because they traveled alone for work 70% of the time. And so they got real used to eating dinner by themselves while traveling. I have been very privileged that I have had experiences that have helped me along this journey to get to this place. I fully recognize that. But I would really encourage you not don't settle just because it's cuffing season. Fuck cuffing season. We're here for feral girl fall. Okay. We're here for feral girl fall. I want you to do what you want when you want, and fuck what anybody else thinks. Seriously, if you want to put on a party dress and go to the Waffle House, do it. Who cares? You feel good? Great. Do it. It doesn't have to fit. It doesn't have to fit what other people are doing. We all have our own definitions of feral girl fall, and I want to know yours. So, You can send me your definitions of feral girl fall. You can connect with me on Instagram at ditchtheickpod, or you can email them to me. The email address is ditchtheickpod at gmail.com. Or if you're a Patreon subscriber, depending on your level, you get priority when it comes to sharing listener stories and things. And that is patreon.com slash ditchtheick. You can join the levels of support start at like $5 a month. It just helps keep this going and like we're going to do this awesome content. So yeah, happy feral girl fall, everybody. I'll see you next time.